0: Here's the, here's the fun <laughs> thing about because uh, whatever it, this is our Patreon pick for <laughs> January on my podcast <laughs> and as soon bef- before we even chose what the other options were, her, er, uh, Quinn said the snowman i was like well motherfucker harish is gonna pick the snowman of course (laughs) (laughs) and he is our only voter on our patreon we have two but only one votes and that is harish and i was like no harish is gonna pick that so then the other two were just like maybe he'll choose these because he's heard of them. But we're like, as soon as he said the snowman, I'm like, Harish is going to choose the snowman. Of course. That's just what it is. And fun fact, because I tweeted. Fun Fun fact. He tweeted, or I'm sorry, he voted on that poll. Faster than I could screenshot it, because I was gonna screenshot. These are the options for our Patreon. Please go vote. And when I, I had to like re like refresh the browser, and by the time I did that, he had already voted for the snowman. <laughs>
1: It's like he has a sixth sense of that.
0: Well,
2: I get notifications from Patreon.
1: <laughs>
0: so then, and then Quinn was like, you only tweeted that because you didn't want to watch The Snowman. I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to watch The Snowman. But also, he literally voted before I could get a <laughs> screenshot without his vote. I didn't know what else I could do. <laughs> Should we
1: get a... Uh, Thanks, Reach, for
0: being so supportive.
1: Slap that theme song.
0: Um. Uh, Okay, I'm not ready. Wait, hold for on. It, I gotta but... pee again. I drank too
3: much. <laughs> <laughs> pee during the theme song.
0: Let's go. Oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> Maisie, come here, come here, come here, come here, please, please, Maisie, 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 Maisie. I want nothing more. A
3: beer. bell. Refill, Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? No, when wouldn't. You get up there tonight. Don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I will. How about a whiskey and soda? Let's go with usual unusual you drinking. I never drink. I had a couple.
2: Come on,
1: I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're
4: implying that I'm tipsy, sir. Hi. Uh, and welcome to Tipsy terror yeah. That's
0: my favorite part of the theme song.
2: So the yeah. worst uh the thing that sucks about this is like I don't know how loud that theme song was because <laughs> I can't tell um. Whether the volume in my headphones is the same as the volume on the computer that's recording. So uh, anyway, we're all drunk. It's Tipsy (laughs) Terror. So hopefully that,
4: (laughs) as usual, I would say some people may or may not be more drunk than they usually are. So
2: welcome to Tipsy Terror. (gasps) This is a podcast where we get drunk and we watch a horror movie, and then. We uh, record ourselves watching the movie while we're still drunk, and then we cut in clips of us watching the movie um, into the podcast that we record right after, and this is an example of a clip.
0: Kristen, you're so nice. How did you do that?
2: I
3: would not be surprised
2: if Chris and Mel kills (laughs) people. And that was an example of a clip.
4: In that clip is an auditory representation of what my tattoo would be on How Far Is Tattoo Far? (laughs) Starring Nico Tortorella. Our (laughs) favorite.
2: So explain the whole. Okay. So
4: today's,
0: (laughs) today's episode. We should probably let I'm him. trying not to talk before I'm introduced, like I normally do, but okay. I just ruined it. <laughs> Give us a beat. So today's episode, um, Sorry, we're right doing here. we're it's our stabuary
2: theme. We're doing if you Scream, haven't guessed, and um, this episode is on Scream Four. It's the last episode of the month, the finale. Haha, and um, <laughs> one of the actors in this movie. Uh, well, okay, first of all. <laughs> Our friend Lauren is on here.
4: I guess we should introduce
0: Lauren. <laughs> Our guest, Nico Tortorella. Yeah. Guys, I he wish. would be so much cooler than me. <laughs> they, I'm sorry. They would be so much cooler than me. But we have
1: today instead, Lauren Moliterno. An equally Italian <laughs> last <name. laughs>
0: Okay, hold on. We're going to pause real quick. I'm sorry. I'm Lauren and I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's me when i'm drunk i'm just apologetic <laughs> i was sent a snapchat today of <laughs> full stop <laughs> someone was at a at a i don't even know where they were in cleveland and there's a cheese named molitorno <laughs> <laughs> would you like to hear the description of molitorno absolutely the cheese. Yes. okay hold on so pause
2: While- <laughs> she's bringing that Wait. up um Yes.
4: What do Moloterno, Lauren's jokes Wait. and this cheese have in common? They're what? both
0: cheesy. I was ah! like they're, they're both made from sheep's milk. <laughs> okay, so Moloterno is a sheep's milk cheese aged for six to eight months. While it is aging, the Moloterno is rubbed with olive oil to retain its moisture. The pate. Pate, pate, whatever. It's, pate. it's pate. is firm and crumbles with a rich golden color. Its aroma is a balance of rustic and sweet fragrances. Its flavor is rich and salty. I think a strong bitter taste. So that's how you would also describe me and the cheese named Moloterno. I'd, I'd I I sampled the cheese. A strong bitter taste. A strong bitter alive. taste. And today now we're- there is a city. <laughs> I have. I will say. We have purchased cheese that was made in the city of Moliterno, Italy, um, but I've never seen a cheese named Moliterno, so that was fun today.
4: And, and we watched the movie Scream And we, more importantly. <laughs> and one of the actors is named Nico Tortorella.
2: Wait, are you on the green one? I sorry, am. I am confused on these like, I'm the levels. green
4: meanie today.
2: Uh, sorry, I'm very but drunk. It, but I'm is Tortorella to do levels.
4: a
0: type of cheese? Sounds, sounds like, like a, a type pasta. Of pasta
2: tortellini is a pasta. Type but it's of not pasta. it's
4: tortorella could we have some tortellini pasta tortorella with some mozzarella cheese hell
0: yeah heaven
2: anyway we're doing <laughs> scream four for this and let's get into anyway. it we're all very drunk um
0: i will hold on i'm
4: sorry i've got to stop interjecting oh, no. <laughs> so, no it's fine the first scream movie was from 96 the second one was from 97 yeah the third one of the trilogy at the time was from 2000 and this movie from 2011 acts as the series reboot the reboot. installment right. into the scream franchise
3: what
2: were you gonna say
0: before we get into scream <laughs> Um, I do want to point out one. This is the drunkest I've ever been on this podcast. Yeah, this is my third episode, but also this is the year anniversary of the release of the sinister episode. It that is. I, was on. I had tweets of it. Yeah, and, uh, it's, uh, on my time. Oh pop. my god! It's the anniversary. How did we could not have planned this episode better? Four. Yeah, <laughs> <we make> <laughs> it's hilarious. Not me. I don't know when this is going to wow. be released, but okay. recor- as of recording, it's a year of the release of my sinister yeah. episode
4: amazing that's just fun <laughs> it's a me
0: it's a me I'm a bagul <laughs> it's a me emma roberts <laughs> the most italian sounding
4: actor
2: so uh speaking of um stuff that we don't do anymore we don't do the summary or the recap or the trivia or any of that so we fuck know. you if you wanted that yeah right so let's talk We about just get
4: right into the movie which is scream 4
2: what are your histories with scream 4
4: i've watched it once before this and i thought hey (laughs) that's pretty good and i remember i texted you all about it you did i texted you and harish about it oh that seems right and i like because i hadn't seen it yet and i had borrowed your dvd
1: i remember this now
4: and i was like kept trying to guess who the killer was while the movie was happening (laughs) and i was just very wrong i i did not guess it i don't think at Mm -hmm. all i didn't see it coming which was really cool I thought they were gonna do a callback by having it be the boyfriend, but I'm kinda happy it wasn't, but I like how they like did a play on that. So I've seen it once and I really liked it. And I saw it not that long ago, I would say within the last six months. Oh yeah. And then I now I, I watched it again.
2: Samantha?
1: Um, I already kind of previewed the history of this in the Scream 1 episode, I believe. Um, but the year before this came out, I had binged all of the Scream movies and completely fell in love with them. And then when it was announced that this came out, I was beyond thrilled. So I got my friends and I to want to go see the screening of it in theaters. I was only 15 years old at the time. Wait, yes. And, um, I... We, what, what happened? We had a f- one of my friend's boyfriends was 17, which is when you can buy a rated R ticket. Right. And so we bought all of them online. And then he went to the, th- the checkout and was like, yes, tickets, please. And they gave them to him. And then we took the tickets, got them ripped, walked into the theater. Hell yeah, going to see Scream, going to House One. And then we go to walk in, and there's a motherfucker. That works for the theater, carding people at not not the ticket stub rip, not the
0: checkout counter, walking into the theater. Okay, I want to pause real quick because my my brother works at a theater, and from we were discussing buying. Buying R-rated movie tickets underage, and he was saying that you just need someone to buy the ticket for you. you. Right. Yeah. As long as someone buys the tickets, that's over seventeen, it's fine. See,
1: yeah. I, I way way back, I knew the rule was they had to be twenty. You had to be accompanied by somebody twenty-one and over. That was like uh, that's what it was. the rule. That's the okay. rule. Twenty-one and over. We weren't, and so we got carted walking into the literal. Theater, not uh, the whole movies. Like theater, the theater. No, I cannot unhear it. And so, <laughs> so we got carded, and they denied <laughs> us. I was
0: carded a few months ago. Me and my brother were both carded a few months ago going to see an r-rated movie me a 24 year old him a 27 year old <laughs> got carded and as soon as like we went, we're like oh oh i'm sorry okay and <laughs> we pulled out our ids and she saw sh- that they were horizontal because in ohio they're horizontal when you're 21 right i don't know if anyone who listens to this outside of ohio but whatever and as soon as we showed it to them she was like oh my god okay it's a fine it's a fine i'm so sorry <laughs> as soon as she saw that they were horizontal she was like horribly embarrassed that she even <laughs> asked
3: right
1: But anyway, so we got carded and they denied us and they gave us our money back, whatever. So then there was another movie theater that wasn't as nice that's down the street. And they happened to uh, be playing, even though, thinking back, I always preferred that theater um, because they did not give a shit because they were also playing Scream 4 that night and we walked right in. They didn't even cart us. They gave us the tickets and we walked in about five minutes into the movie, so I missed that little bit of the beginning snippet oh, and boring. watched it in theaters.
2: So so you you went to a theater that rejected you. I got kicked out of a theater trying to watch this movie. And went to another movie, uh, another theater to watch the same movie. Yeah, and did we got okay. in. get
1: your money back? Yeah, we did. And we used it to buy tickets at the other theater, which Dead. the tickets were cheaper. So all in all, it came out fine. Nice. But um, yeah, so I saw this movie in theaters. I think the night it premiered, I'm pretty sure, was the night we saw it. Wow. So, um, and then since then, I've seen it several times. And you
3: were
2: a fan of Scream before this movie came About
1: out? About a year before is when I discovered them. Nice. Yeah, so I have a fun history with it. I love this movie so much.
2: Lauren? <laughs>
0: um <laughs> I have a very interesting history with this franchise. Right. <laughs> not as interesting, not as interesting in like the depth and history of it like Sam does, but um cuz I I'm still iffy on if I even like horror movies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I enjoy watching them, and I know way too much about them and and the tropes and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, But as far as, like, rewatchability, it's very low for horror movies on my list. and There's specific ones. Like, I mean, the original, yeah, but I still have only watched it once. But the only reason why I saw Scream was because I had i signed up for a women in film class which from when i signed up for it i was told it was going to be about comedy and then it was about horror films and i was like this is fine right (laughs) and previously to that course i had only seen two horror films which is the strangers and the crazies yeah so that's just a fun fact about me (laughs) those were literally the only two horror movies i've seen before that please don't bring up the crazies do you like the crazies okay I, (laughs) in a campy way.
2: Out of ten, how much? You're allowed to say
0: you like it because I do. No, (laughs) shut
2: up. Out of ten, how much?
0: Oh, 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 don't! I'm (laughs) crazy. That doesn't sound very respect women of you. (laughs) Believe me, I've listened to your episode on the Crazies. (laughs) Um, So you've heard the extensive fighting. I have. I'm gonna have an episode. (laughs) Would I classify the Crazies as a good movie? no so
2: do you agree <laughs> do with I
0: enjoy watching it absolutely they which do. of the three I'm of us do you agree with it's the enjoyable. most i don't remember what your exact takes were
2: molly doesn't like it's it bad. i i think it's a dumb movie but i think it's okay samantha loves it
0: i fucking I love it i align more with her hell yeah like and here's it so the thing, much here's i was the so specific down. oh i'm sorry i that's like the fourth time i've done that with my <laughs> shit okay <laughs> here's my thing with it was an, an interesting experience listening to your episode because I watched this before I really knew who Timothy Oliphant was. Right. So hearing that he was in this movie, I was like, Oh no, I need to go back and watch the crazies. <laughs> I haven't, but like, I'm like, well now I don't know my stance on the crazies because now if I go back and watch it with my love of T- Timothy Oliphant, timothy yeah. Olafant. i it don't might change yeah it might change but as of right now i do align more with harish
2: okay cool okay
0: back to my history <laughs> with scream yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna derail this podcast a lot i can just tell oh, no, it's i don't know i always <laughs> do <laughs> so um i i saw a scary movie and i know you guys talked a lot about that on your scream episode right i saw scary movie back in, like, middle school age-ish because my friend's family was, like, really obsessed with with it. Like, her uh-huh. older sisters really liked that series. So I watched the first one. So, but I, like... That kind of was, like, stowed away in my mind because I didn't really like it because I don't like that kind of movie. Right. And even though I like parody, but we don't need to dig into that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. while I was watching Scream for my aforementioned... Uh, course uh college course on horror films i it added an entirely new level of uncanny for me where i was like kind of like or the heimlich unheimlich phenomenon where i'm like this is very familiar to me yet i cannot place why and i don't know why yeah because I had only seen Scary Movie one time, and that was, like, years ago. So in my head, I'm like, this is very familiar. Right. I agree with you. And I can't place it.
2: Because, like, I definitely have watched Scary Movie uh, several times just on TV. And so, like, watching Scream, I was like this is familiar i think i have watched it before but
0: it's like i don't know
2: if i have
0: i was like watching it i was like i know i haven't watched this movie but why do i feel like i've seen this exact movie right yeah and then even like towards the end like that kitchen scene you're like i feel like i've seen this before but i know it i know i haven't because i don't know how this ends (laughs) they're not talking about
2: the Waynes brothers why would i i haven't watched this movie
0: (laughs) But it's like it was a very surreal experience for me. I'm like, this is like, and I, I wouldn't wish that upon my enemy, because <laughs> c- I, it, I feel like it took away from like the original scream experience. But at right. the same time, I was like, but it added like this additional, like uncanniness to it, where I was like, I don't know what this is. This, this is like, not my beautiful house. <laughs> this, oh this is my not God. my beautiful wife. <laughs> I
1: think that's like a common feeling that most people our age probably went through because I we talked about this yeah. like this was the thing for me too before I watched Scream I watched Scary Movie which is if you really think about it really stupid it's dumb because I like well, yeah. why okay, were we when allowed to watch <laughs>
0: Scary Movie before we were allowed watch to Scream. watch Scream when I watched Scary Movie I did not know it was a parody of Scream and yeah. I think also even until I was watching Scream that was when I was like oh I'm having this weird weird association with this movie because i have seen scary movie oh scary movie is a parody of just scream because i thought scary movie was a parody of like all scary movies and i mean there are aspects of it blah, right blah, 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 blah. we yeah, don't need yeah. to get into that but
2: everything's just multiple levels but of i didn't meta. realize like
0: how specific it was to scream until i was watching scream and i was like oh scary movies a parody of scream yeah but with scream 4 specifically
3: <laughs> right at
0: the end of that course we were able to pick a one movie out of like a list of movies to write an essay about Scream Four was on there, and I absolutely loved the first Scream movie despite that experience. Uh-huh. Um, so then I watched Scream Four, and then I borrowed Sam's copy DVD copy of Scream Four. <laughs> Two people in this room have <laughs> borrowed my copy, um, and I watched it, and I wrote an essay on it. Apparently, did not proofread. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I reread it to prepare for this episode, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know how I didn't fail this <laughs> this course." Um, That's and so then. Funny. Uh, I actually typed most of this essay while we were filming a short film called "The Narrator" at Sam's house. I remember sitting on the front porch waiting for my scenes to be in because I was I in it, but like that. I was in it, but like minimally. So right. I was like, I also need to finish this essay. So I was writing my essay while they were filming, and then like they'd be like, Lauren, we need you. I'd be like, okay, and I had to put my laptop down and go act for a minute.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was. That's my experience with Scream 4. And then I also forgot my scarf at Sam's house. <laughs> it was the same night. And then I saw her roommate. She sent me a Snapchat of her wearing my scarf. And I was like, hey, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my... To answer your oh question. Oh, my God.
2: So, um,
4: Amazing.
2: My history with this is it was on TV when I was in high school. And this is the main Scream movie that was on TV a lot when I was in high school. So... I have definitely seen a bunch of these scenes um, several times before. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing all the way through um, until today, I guess. But really? I I, I have definitely seen the major se- – I've seen the ending. I've seen the scene with the cinema club. And I've seen the scene where they're taking down the ghost face um, – uh masks Masks. off of the telephone poles or whatever and i've seen that scene i've seen the cinema club scene and i've seen the ending several times but um i don't know if i've actually like paid attention and watched the entire movie all the way through before but in high school this was on tv a lot so that's was my experience
0: um what's your favorite screen movie i feel like you guys have answered this on like a different podcast but
4: can we rank them all at the end you can can i
3: don't
2: know we can i mean this this isn't my answer is definitely scream is the Mm -hmm. best one yeah the original one is the best
4: yeah i would say for me it's one four two three yeah or okay sometimes one two four three For me it's one four two three but two three are like very closely ranked in my mind but one four one four is a hard first and second i rank one i rank four and two pretty similarly yeah like which i think now if i was gonna say i'd say one four two three having watched all of them like recently
2: right for for having watched them for the podcast i'm definitely one four two three but four and two are on the same level for me like Mm -hmm. four is slightly better but we're You're all in
0: agreement that three is the worst one. Three is
2: the worst one, yeah.
0: I have only seen one and four. Yeah. I still have only seen one and four. (laughs) And I listened to your guys' episode on Scream, but I was like, I can't listen to two and three because I do want to watch them, and I don't want it spoiled for me. (laughs) So I didn't listen to those episodes just yet. But but obviously, one and four. (laughs) One, then four.
2: So... Scream Four. This is um. It's set. It came out in 2010. It's set uh 10 years after Scream Three. Originally, Scream One through Three were pitched no, as the series. Right. It was supposed to be a trilogy. And then in 2008, the Weinstein Company announced that Scream Four was going to be released. And then Wes Craven, uh, Wes Craven said that. If the script is as good as Scream, then I'll direct it. And in May of uh, 2010, uh, he was confirmed as directing the movie. Uh, And then it was released. Um, And uh, yeah, so like Scream 4, this is the, I guess it's like styled as the reboot of the series. So (laughs) getting into it uh the rules of the reboot
1: molly has them
4: i have them i had to find them online they do talk about them this is the movie they don't really list them out like they do like number one number two number three right there are a lot um one the death scenes have to be way more extreme number two unexpected is the new cliche which is a quote i kind of like Three, virgins can die now. Four, new versions are always 2.0, so the latest technology is always involved and integral to the plot. This means the killer may start filming the murders. Five, you have to have an opening sequence, which we did in this movie. Um, there's actually, and we can talk about the opening sequence maybe after this, because I think it's really cool. It's maybe, I think, my favorite of the ones that aren't the original. Right. Um, six, don't fuck with the original Um Seven, if you want to survive in a modern day horror movie, you pretty much have to be gay.
2: So where did you find these rules?
4: On the Scream fandom Wikipedia, because I googled the Scream 4 rules, and they yeah. pepper them in when they're doing their weird little film club speech. Right. And, and others just, come I remember
0: up. hearing those, those rules throughout the film.
2: So the ones that I have are from IMDb Trivia, and they only list five rules, and the five rules are one don't fuck with the original um which is according to sydney and then two you have to be gay in order to survive three police officers always die in horror movies especially uh if they are near retirement better looking than the other person or have a newborn baby on the way which they talked about in that cop scene yeah Mm -hmm. um and then four the original ending, it's a false ending in a remake. And five, the killer is always right behind you. But yeah, they they don't really, they don't have a Randy character. They kind of do because it's like Rory Culkin's character. Yeah.
4: If I was going to punch up this movie, I would have had Randy be the high school film teacher. I'll say it. But he's dead. But he's no, dead. no, 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 no. In my version of oh, in, in my version of the Scream events, Randy doesn't die. Okay. In a, my version of Scream, he lives past Scream Two. Yeah. Somehow. He goes on to Scream Three and does writing for a while, and then he comes back in Scream Four as like the film club like leader and slash teacher at the school. Okay. That is my dream. Yeah,
2: and it makes sense because it would definitely work for him to explain the rules of the reboot. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, if I was going to punch up the franchise, that's the one change I would make. Also,
2: like, the rule about, like, you have to, uh, if you're gay, you survive. First of all, what fucking horror movie has gay characters in terms of representation? And if they do, when do they
4: survive? Exactly.
2: Like, what, where does this rule come from? (laughs) This is literally just Kevin Williamson writing, like, I guess, like, my gay character survive. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. It's not I wouldn't say that's a true
2: It's not a trope. Because gay characters, first of all, don't exist and if they do exist, they don't really
4: You heard it here first. Gay, gay, gay characters don't, don't exist. exist. I, a gay never heard fake.
2: Um and if they do exist they don't really I don't think like gay people surviving is a trope
4: no i don't no there's that whole like barrier gaze trope yeah, yeah. that's yeah the, it's, like, opposite, the opposite of, of that yeah. <laughs> but i think what this was trying to do i'm Especially... not to pose this maybe a gay joke no well but, the trailer oh, well. very clearly no,
1: the made trailer. it wasn't, a gay it wasn't joke. It? I, I remember in the trailer how they were like not so to entertain him or whatever they're about to say the rules, and like the only way to survive is if you're gay. And then in the trailer they cut the not to implicate him as the after.
0: Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Huh. I'll
4: remember
0: that. I really do not like that. Wait, what do you mean?
1: They
3: recut
4: so the, gay, the lines to make a gay joke in the trailer. Um, well, no, just yeah, like let's cut to survive in. a horror movie, you basically have to be gay, meaning like you're just like flipping the rules just... and you don't do anything. It's just like a bad take it's
2: weird because it's like um saying okay to survive a horror movie you basically have to be gay that's also kind of like um it's also kind of like an, an extension of the virgin trope because like a lot of gay people in media are either depicted as asexual or just like are like like it's it's like kind of conflating gay people and asexual people that's
1: a very especially in movies before i don't know 2013 right i would say that's a pretty common like gray area that movies have always kind of enforced unless they're really like pushing the stereotypes but other than that it's always just been like the almost asexual gay character yeah
2: right so like if you if you just like outside of context if you just had the line to survive a horror movie you pretty much have to be gay that kind of makes sense to me in the sense that like if you're gay you're probably not gonna have sex in the horror movie because horror movies aren't gonna want to depict gay relationships because Mm -hmm. of homophobia but um uh because of that you're you remain a virgin until the end unquote. of the movie, and so you survive that film because you are a so-called virgin, even if, even though they, it's just because they don't want to depict your homosexual relationship. Do you know what I mean? Does that oh, make sense? Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. They would but rather, like, they would rather like have people not acknowledge that gay people are real than like. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's just like it's it's more of like a horror movies ignore gay people, and <coughs> that's <Disney>. why. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's why,
4: why i had something in my throat <laughs> right
2: <laughs> and that's why they survive versus it's versus like because you are gay you are surviving absolutely you yeah. know so like that especially doesn't seem like a real trope to me but
4: uh, i don't know what they were trying to do there it just like seems like a weird bit that didn't land yeah but now we're spending so much time talking
0: about it
1: there's not it's really It's just one of those things that nowadays you hear that and you're like wait a minute.
0: It's just cuz like but it w- but it was worse in the trailer than it was in this movie though. Yeah.
2: Right. Um
0: this trailer I think it was just two throwaway lines that like didn't really matter a whole lot.
2: Yeah. They just
0: But putting it in the trailer was like adding <laughs> a different <thing.
4: laughs> Being gay is so crazy that right. it's funny. I yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's.
4: Anyways, uh, watch Jennifer's body. S- oh,
1: Hell yeah.
2: The story is a reboot. There were multiple versions of the scripts, and early versions. Of course,
1: there fucking was. God damn it.
2: Um, earlier in the scripts, uh, wa- uh, Gail and Dewey had a baby.
1: <gasps> Glad uh-huh. that didn't happen.
2: They cut that out because it would have sucked to film with a baby. <laughs> um. And then,
4: and also, they couldn't always oh, be in to the be action. A baby on the Scream Four set.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Another fun fact: uh, the hospital sequence at the end that was added in later.
4: Oh, really? I would like to say um, they could not have had a baby because Dewey's baby. Dewey
2: is baby. Dewey is baby. <laughs> <laughs> Confirm. Um, but yeah, the hospital sequence at the end was added added in later. Um, the original ending was that, like, uh, fucking Emma Roberts' character, uh, Jill, revealed herself to Sydney and then killed Sydney, so called. But then, uh, the way it ended would be, um. <laughs> Uh, Jill is loading into the ambulance and then speaking to Dewey and agreeing to give the photographers one photo under the pretense that they would then leave her alone though she actually wanted them to make her to take her photograph just then a paramedic from inside the house shouts that they have a woman alive apparently Sydney the film was supposed to end on this cliffhanger uh, presumably setting up jill as an antagonist slash anti-heroine in the next um film there were rumors that sydney would possibly be suffering from amnesia in the next film unable to recall that jill was the killer there were also rumors that kevin williamson was uh upset that this ending was changed Hmm. so yeah so the the uh, the original uh script didn't have the hospital Ending, um, where all that stuff happens in the hospital.
1: I like the hospital ending, you but like I it? like it specifically because I think that if we had gotten like a Scream five and six, maybe that would be different. But we didn't get a Scream five and six, so it's a fun little ending that we get. Yeah.
0: Except for now, I will always think of the Black Christmas remake.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having read so going into this, I like assumed like my memory of the movie i liked it but then reading that i i think i would have preferred it if it had cut before the hospital stuff if all the hospital stuff was cut out i think i would have preferred this i would have liked this movie more
0: i just want like more screen movies i don't know Um, Yeah. yeah like don't close the door on that
2: right so um originally the plan was uh kevin williamson and wes craven both have said that uh if uh, scream 4 had performed well they they had already planned to do scream 5 and 6 but since it underperformed and also because wes craven died in 2015 um they couldn't continue the series
1: well it came out in 2011 so if they were going to continue it they definitely could have cranked had, one out. they
2: had a few years um but also like it yeah because it underperformed they couldn't like actually immediately go into production with the next one like they did with the first three mm-hmm. but they did um expect that if this movie had done well they expected to do five six five and six as well i
0: think my favorite fact that you talked about in your first your episode on the first one yeah that i did not know is that um skeet thought that this was a serious movie movie, and i will never think of the original (laughs) movie the same way
4: (laughs) let's let's backtrack on that comment a man named
0: Skeet,
4: Skeet. <laughs> thought that this was a serious
0: Can movie. we take a pause to talk about Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shit, Only I forgot because, to... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was, I was I'm going to talk about Riverdale for I forgot to look second. out
4: for Matthew Lillard's cameo in this movie. Oh, okay. oh, where is
1: it? Didn't see it, tried to Google it, could not find it. Oh my god,
4: Matthew Lillard's
0: in this
2: one, too.
0: Yeah, he has a cameo. I don't know when it is. At Stabathon? Right,
3: right. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: i don't know he's i'll
2: probably post it on twitter he
0: is so when hidden i find in it. it yeah like you can't in oh, riverdale. riverdale uh-huh in season one of them right <laughs> um there's a scene where like so there's like a killer kind of creature thing i don't know riverdale's weird season three it's season three it's i know what you're talking three. about um there's a part Cosquito oldridge isn't it yeah um
2: the dad of is uh, he's called Purple dad. Yeah,
0: FP Jones. He's Mr. Jughead. Jughead's
2: and, <laughs> dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's a scene where like so, the supernatural creature slash killer slash I don't know shows up at the house, and then he's gone, and then Skeet shows up in the window, and then I don't know. I loved this because it's almost exactly like the scream part where. Oh, I'm sorry. I just hit the mic on my face. <laughs> it's almost exactly like the part in Scream 1 where the killer's at the house and then it goes away and then he shows up in the window and it was just a really, really fun nod to Scream. I right, I've seen
4: the comparison.
0: But yeah, especially yeah. since then Then uh, Betty, because it's um, Betty, the Cooper house, and Betty goes downstairs and her mom is making microwave popcorn much right. like the first scene in Scream. And yeah. I just, I don't, I can't, Decipher why they did this, except for the fact that they probably were like, "Oh, people who know Screamy want to make them right. think that he's the killer."
2: I think Riverdale does that a lot, where yeah. they try to do references to the but other. I to I well a to uh, just movies in general, but also to just like another the like we know actors that this is previous Billy work.
0: Limits's, but um, I don't know. I thought it was very the when I was watching this, I was like, oh I know what they're doing. This is fun. I like right. it." yeah that was all i just wanted to make a comment about that
2: yeah (laughs) so because
0: we're talking about like content that references other, i just threw my phone (laughs)
2: oops we're very drunk for this i'm sorry um so let's go into how do you guys feel about this as a reboot
4: so i think we should kind of explain a little bit like a basic outline of the plot first before we talk about how we feel sure so the plot for this starts out it's um, mostly all new characters. Uh-huh. And one of the main characters is Sydney Prescott's cousin played by Emma Roberts. Her name is Jill. And Sydney Prescott is back in town at Woodsboro to do a book signing kind of event when all these murders start
0: going down just as Sydney know if arrives would into ever town. Go back to that town of that was me.
2: If you got if your whole friends got murdered, yeah. yeah
0: I'm like, I don't know if I need to go back home. Right. <laughs> it's fine. We'll go to the town over. So basically, there's another ghost face out there um, doing doing killings. a re- kind of a
4: recreation slash reboot of yeah. um, the original Woodsboro murders. And right and left, teenagers are dropping. And classic, <laughs> right dewey who is now the sheriff is trying to solve the case and sydney is also kind of wrapped up in this although she's not in the movie for a lot of the time which is interesting yeah um it really paves the way for newer characters gail weathers is also in town and she's trying to do her own investigation so it really is a lot of that classic scream like trying to figure out who the killer is of all these teenagers right and um so we just go into like what happens later yeah yeah all of these characters people are murdered die. there's like a stab party where they're watching all of the stab movies in the universe some people have like an after party thing which i feel like is a great callback to the original of having a party than having just like a few people in a house like really kind of trimming down that right. lots of murder and then it's revealed that jill sydney prescott's cousin is the killer And she has enlisted the help of public enemy number one, a film bro, (laughs) to help her out. Yeah, and she kind of goes into this plot about how she was always playing second fiddle to Sydney's life, and she wants her own fame. So she has been creating all of this like murder stuff to be the sole survivor. And there's a good plot line slash callback to the original movie where the boyfriend is a suspect. Right, I'm Jill's boyfriend. They like frame him.
0: Or over whatever Trevor You know what I'm trying to say Yeah So It's a theme
4: Um Jill stabs Sydney And she Kills off her partner Because she wants to be the sole survivor On purpose this
0: time
2: Jill and the nerd Have been working together Jill and the nerd (laughs) Um The nerd Rory Culkin Jill and the
0: Culkin Jill and the Culkin Have been working together
2: to do all these murders <laughs> Can we make and make own
4: horror movie called The Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the Culkin, Culkin creeps, The Culkin shivers. Oh no. The
2: Culkin thinks that he's um, one of the final people, Culkin but
4: you in your livers. <laughs> in sorry. the end
2: it's revealed that Jill just wants to kill everyone and blame it all on she, soul her survivor. ex-boyfriend Trevor and The Culkin. As the two killers, and then Jill would be the survivor and um, take on the role of the final girl, even though she's not and she's secretly the actual killer. Yeah. So, how do you guys feel about this as a reboot? No. Like, what's what's going on here?
0: I heard a gas from Sam, so I know well, that she wants to say something. I was just going to say,
1: um, i feel like this is a good this came out in 2011 and i think the 2011 was whenever um like internet culture really really truly was on a rise and the idea of like going viral was and so i think that this this being the motivation is real
4: I pulled the quote from Emma Roberts' speech at the end about that. I'll read it now. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what half of my essay is about, is the internet aspect of this movie. <laughs> she says, um, Look
4: around. We all live in public now. We're all on the internet. How do you think people become famous anymore? You don't have to achieve anything. You just gotta have fucked up shit happen to you. Yeah. I wonder if there's a certain, I don't know, maybe album about <laughs> how people interact in their place on the internet. If we could find something like that, do you, have a, like whole thing a cool. do
1: you have a whole thing on this? Name was like a year. I don't. I don't know. I don't do know, you know you if have I like want to do a do
4: you big have deep dive. Maybe <laughs> just a brief <laughs> inquiry.
1: <laughs> but anyways, Before so
0: we like, gonna say Lauren. I was trying to set you up for that joke. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's fine.
4: So like, I, I literally pulled the same exact wording on that joke yesterday with Lauren.
0: <laughs> I
1: just feel like, <laughs> like whenever no, like when this movie came out, this was kind of the perfect motivation and killer to have, in my opinion.
0: IMO. And I also feel like this is a... This feeds into like how you guys were saying in your episode on the original, how they were copycat killers from the first one, and they are... Most of the movie, it's not even concerned about the internet until... I mean, it is, but it becomes more of a factor at the end in Emma Roberts' speech, but a lot of it is because of copycats from the Stab movies, and I feel like that's probably... I mean, the real-life copycats are probably... Uh, could be a factor into why they wrote what they wrote for this film. Yeah. Right. Why they kind of, like, made that part of what it what it was. When did
2: uh, the Friday the 13th remake come out?
0: 2009. And then... Why did you guys know that off the top of your don't head? Because horror <laughs> movie remakes came out in 2009. What about
2: the other one? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. 2010.
4: Two,
1: yeah. I think I have the DVD for that. So I,
4: that movie takes a weird turn. It does, and I, it makes me so. Very I say extensive backstory, that one. Freddy Krueger is one of my favorite villains of all time. That movie, knowing the backstory, makes me hate Freddy. Kruger. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, so Scream Four came out after both of those. Yes. What about uh, Halloween, the Rob Zombie version? That was
4: two thousand five or two thousand six. Yeah. Cool. Or two, and it was either 05, 06, or oh six and 07 for like his two movies.
1: And I do not. I've only seen the first one, and I do not like them.
4: I don't like it.
2: So this is definitely a reaction to the phenomenon of, of remaking. remakes. Oh,
4: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of it is. remaking, but P- I mean, P- 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 character points out all the different remakes yeah. up until that point.
2: Oh yeah, she well, does. this is all. even
0: mentioned, and then they do the fog, the house whole
4: of West, entire hospital yeah.
0: scene.
2: Yeah,
4: Halloween. I am Friday glad she points out all the remakes that they done. Last house
2: on the left also had a remake. I'm glad yeah. that
1: this one, what, a as, a, as, as a, a remake thing, they didn't be like, "Oh, this is Scream." They they called it Scream Four, and I'm glad they did that.
4: At well, least. they called it Scream Form
2: script yeah they, they turn the
4: a into a four yeah and it's like when people go to seven then seven I'm sorry i didn't
2: mean to interrupt sam i just um, wanted
0: to make that dumb joke
2: so my feeling with this movie is that it's more it's closer to a uh halloween 2018 um than to the like yes. friday the 13th remake which we've seen um absolutely or the other remakes like i've seen part of the nightmare on elm street remake i haven't seen the whole thing it's but it's bad
4: they cgi freddy yeah. and i think the best part about freddy is like i think the effects are incredible throughout the yeah. movie and then they cgi they did my boy right. dirty yeah that movie
2: um but i think this is closer to um halloween 2018 because like it's more of like uh uh, a follow-up that like
4: it's a continuation of like a single narrative that was established in the original
2: yeah it's it's like like this is te- it, this is kind of just a sequel to the original it really is because you do don't not really need the others
0: they don't acknowledge yeah, like two or three. Said, i haven't seen two or three and this is the second time i've seen the fourth one and i'm fine right i'm not i don't feel like i'm losing out on any information
2: exactly the same goes for halloween 2018 Mm -hmm. um but with with this i think this works really well as a reboot because first of all like the ending works really well because it's like a woman and like hollywood loves to pretend to be feminist (laughs) all the time um Especially since, like, the the last decade, um, <laughs> Hollywood loves, you know, that aspect of it. Um, and so I think the way this movie plays out, it works really well as a reboot. Um, and uh, I don't know. What do you guys think?
4: I agree. I agree with that point that it's very much like Halloween 2018. And I think that's why I like it huh Because this movie does well as a standalone, sure. But it does even better as a continuation of the first one. Yeah. That doesn't rely heavily on a lot of the convoluted backstory that gets thrown into the second and third movie. Right.
2: It's not about her mom anymore.
4: Right. It's about Sydney Except for the like one of. line where it's, they tried yeah. to make <laughs> it be like her Just mom. Just like your mom. I will say and it's not even about Sydney. It's a like it it's is about, about Sydney, but it's the legacy
2: of Ghostface
4: and the woodsboro murders as like an event that exactly happened. Yeah.
2: yeah and even that and trying to outdo them right and that applies to all of the other remakes as well including halloween mm-hmm. but like <laughs> we've done a uh, friday the 13th remake on this podcast mm-hmm. and thinking about that that is more of a reaction to the legacy of uh Jason Voorhees or yeah. whatever. It's called
4: Friday the thirteenth, but in the original Friday the thirteenth it's the mom. And then yeah. in the remake it's Jason. There's well, no it, but it is a, a direct sequel it's a to sequel the, the, original.
2: Yeah. the original. Yeah. Um it it's a reboot because like he pulls he like saves that one girl, like um kidnaps, I guess, that one girl right. because she reminds him of his mom. So there is that sort of like it's different. It's not the same as the original, but the original also exists in this continuity.
3: You well,
4: know, something this that doesn't. Whole, sorry, go ahead. No. I was going to say something that really doesn't fit that mold is the movie that we did, where we watched Black Christmas and then the Black Christmas remake. Yeah, where the remake is just this weird retelling of events uh, while adding yeah. in. And I don't odd I, backstory. I, I, I,
0: honestly, I mean, it's a remake, sure, but it's also I feel like. The Black Christmas specific. I'm sorry. Was that Black Christmas specifically? Um, and Black Xmas is we refer to as the remake, even though it's just called Black Christmas. But they're. I feel like more than a normal remake, they're completely trying to redo the movie. Yeah. And I feel like that's different than just oh remake it. We'll like put a spin on it. They're like, no, we we need to make it better. Right. But they obviously didn't yeah they missed they missed the mark it's a it's, big time on that one it's the
2: difference between a remake and a reboot so like with mm-hmm. black christmas they're like we're gonna do a remake where
0: we refix all of it yeah we well they think that they're fixing the problems but it's well, not connected
2: not, to yeah. the original at all versus like friday the 13th and halloween uh, both of those were
0: or even the 2019 reboots. black christmas where they're like let's just take inspiration from the original but not try and like actually redo it
2: right I would also consider that a remake whereas like with Halloween and with Friday the 13th they're both reboots in the sense that they are like restarting the franchise but from uh, including the history of the franchise at least the first one
0: and I think Scream 4 is like a weird combo right where it's it is trying to reboot the franchise but at the same time quite literally redoing the original yeah but semi-differently i mean
1: i think it does a really good job following its rule that it sets which is don't fuck with the original and it really doesn't i mean it kind of recreates a little bit but it's it's in no way trying to like overshadow or change what happened with the original because it's more just of a
0: response instead of being its own thing well right. i think it confirms its stance with don't fuck the, with the original i mean even sydney i mean you can take that as a threat don't fuck with the original because the person who does try and fuck with the original tries to redo it tries to rewrite the story as her own gets killed and her plan yeah. fails so in a way it is you cannot fuck with the original because it won't work out you won't you won't succeed right right You'll die. <laughs> After shooting your boyfriend in the dick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sips tea.
0: <laughs> My biggest thing was, I mean, we're talking about it now, but just like how all of the similarities between the original is what's interesting to me. Yeah. Like how how connected they are.
2: Right.
4: This movie does so much of what I love about the original, which is referencing specific movie moments by name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love that and they like lose that a little bit in the sequel
0: like the i mean the, the right? boyfriend that you suspect literally climbs into a window after the killer's there oh perfect like yeah just clear cut print they did in riverdale too
2: <laughs> right
0: but just the same like the same exact scenarios where you're like okay and it fucks with your brain in a way where you're like Okay, well, this is what Billy did in the original. Billy was the killer in the original, mm-hmm. so this got to be the killer. But then you kind of, like, double down on yourself where you're like, wait, they wouldn't do that twice, so he can't be the killer. But also, why would they set him up this way? And then your mind just does, like, a, just does a bunch of jumps trying to, like, understand why they did that. Right. You pointed
4: out a moment where the dialogue on the phone was the same as the dialogue in the original. Is
0: that the exact sequence yeah. of from original yeah
2: yeah yeah it
3: is wrong number mm-hmm.
4: at the very it's beginning right. yeah and but that, 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 that was also part of the stab movie yeah. yeah no but like they do it more than once where like they'll it's say the, it's the same, same thing but just a little bit differently well
0: no i'm pretty sure it's the exact same dialogue for some of it but then a lot of it is a lot of it is you oh you have the wrong number they hung up that's the first phone call right and then they call back, what's your favorite scary movie? Like do exactly. that a few different yeah. times.
4: And that phone call at Hayden Panteri's house, I'm pretty sure they said it wasn't the same lines as the original, but like it was almost
0: and I, the same. I, I kind of brought it up. I think we restarted the, the recording, but it would be a lot scarier because <laughs> in, in this reboot, they call the cell phone a lot. Yeah. And we kind of got into that when we were talking about Black Christmas about like how you it's harder to reboot it because you lose the scariness of it blah 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 blah. But like calling like have a, a like a killer like this call your house phone I feel like would be a lot scarier because in theory they know where you live. It's a whole yeah. lot easier to get a cell phone number than it is a house phone. Number. Exactly, and right. a house phone number you most likely also know what the address is. So like then you also it's know. You also know if we're a cell- you can get your cell phone number, but you could be anywhere in the world. Exactly. Yeah.
2: If if you're calling a home phone, a landline, and they pick up, you know where they are. Exactly where they are. If,
0: yeah. If they're talking on that that landline, you know where they you are. You
2: know they're in the house. <laughs> so. And I feel like
0: that that kind of like is a disadvantage in movies, starting with this one where. Calling a cell phone it's less scary than calling right. a cell phone. But then like just in today's you know, today's age, landlines are pretty much non existent. It's right. You kinda lose that scariness of like your the phone call that you're on is like quite literally giving your location away. Right. It's interesting because Except for like geolocation and tracking and blah 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 there's blah.
2: There's both blah, blah, sides to that. Um but I think in this movie they do the cell phone stuff really well because yeah. specifically like when um, uh, when Olivia gets murdered, the killer calls Hayden Panettiere.
0: I think that's my favorite murder in this movie, by the way. Yeah,
2: yeah. She says, um, or the killer says, like, how is Shaun of the Dead? Like expressing, yeah. I know what you're watching and you should feel afraid. Because I I, know where you are. I know where you are. And I know exactly, like, the movie that you're watching right at this moment. And so that's why you should be afraid. So, like, I think this movie does it really well, even when they're calling on cell phones. But there is that sort of, like, cell phone versus landline dynamic that um, uh, affects the different calls. I just...
0: I, wanna, I just think that the Olivia kill is done so well. Yeah. Just because, like, putting herself in, in Kirby and Jill's shoes, although Jill knows what's going on. Right. But, like, what? Like, can you even imagine, like, watching your friend be murdered from, like, a house oh. over where, like, you know that you're That's not... It, horrified. You're like, not in the immediate space. Like, you cannot get there quickly it sucks. to
2: it's, help. The twist is so good because, like... Um, uh I the didn't killer, say your
0: closet. The, oh I love yeah, that moment.
2: Exactly. The I killer's kill like, I'm in the closet and then uh she opens the closet and looks through the closet and there's no one there and she's like, Haha, you you're lying, clearly, and she's like and the killer's like, I didn't say I was in your closet. Oh, it was that moment um, so before
4: good. that happened. I would, like turned to Sam, I was like, Is this the moment? I was like, Never mind, I'm not gonna say it and like spoil it for the room, like for people who haven't seen it in a while. But yeah. I love that twist. Oh yeah. I, I mean I
2: it's really
3: knows, well done. I, I knew it. I
4: know everyone's seen it and knew it was coming. I just, like, you know, I was, Right, like, right. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know how long ago you had seen it, like, if you remembered all the beats. And I didn't want to, like, well, take I, away from that well, moment I, hitting I, I as hard as Well, I remember
0: Olivia... I didn't remember her character name until now. But, like, I remember that kill very clearly because it, it just, like, sticks with you. Because that's such a horrifying thing to imagine. Like, watching your, your best friend be murdered and, like, it's too... You know that you can't do anything to help her... Because you you can't walk o- you can't run over there and right
2: time. you're not gonna make it.
0: I will say
1: sorry. I'm eating our trip. Um, <laughs> if you look back through the series, not a lot of the kills happen in front of other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like almost it's a, a private it's a moment. Act. Yeah and there's a couple of times like i specifically remember in scream 2 when dewey gets stabbed in front of gail mm-hmm. like that's a big thing but like most of the kills are just the killer and the person mm-hmm. and then move on and then the body gets found right but so like watch them watching olivia get killed across the way is like kind of a rare moment within this series right yeah. so i think that's a big thing harish and i just got done watch like binging the scream tv series and it happens a lot more in the TV series than it does in the actual movie series. But like looking back, like I can hardly think of any time whenever, like especially Sydney, like the main character, sees somebody else get killed.
0: It's well, very rare uh, that the effect that that gives is like. I mean, but watching scream movies, you know. I mean, again, my my scream movies plural is only one in four, <laughs> but you <laughs> yeah. know that there's two killers. Yeah. When, when you rewatch them so now it makes sense but at, at your first watch when you don't know that there's two killers you're watching this and and seeing and, and I think that's why they're trying to remove that part of it and that's why you don't see a lot of people you don't see a lot of witnesses for the murders because a witness to the murder is is giving them innocence Yeah, and yeah. that's why you had to have Jill watch someone else die to give her that innocence so you immediately write her off Right.
4: This movie also kind of going along with that line, it does that scream thing where everybody's a suspect really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that one woman cop. I hate that I said that one woman cop. Woman cop.
0: Judy. Judy. Hicks.
4: Thank you, Judy. Um,
2: Deputy Judy. Who
4: seems to have like a creepy interest in Sydney because they went to high school they together. went
0: to high school together, yeah. Well, that kind of went away one, very quickly. That was introduced yeah, and then forgotten yeah, very quickly. Yeah, that was a weird scene.
4: Point it was and then um kirby the girl who knows too much about horror movies the I live never streamer kirby.
0: i kirby
2: didn't either
4: yeah but like i'm just trying to give all the motives for everyone but the guy who's like the live
0: streamer
2: yeah and, the live streamer the Culkin, is more of a suspect yeah
4: the Colkin, the boyfriend the just because he's a Colkin.
2: yeah
0: i mean you see a Colkin in your movie and you don't trust him <laughs>
2: I think, m- for me, the major suspects were... Kevin
0: at Home Alone. <laughs> I don't trust him. Um,
2: the major suspects were the guy who was live-streaming the whole time. The Culkin, obviously.
4: <laughs> uh, I hate that we keep calling him the Culkin, <laughs> but we can't
2: stop. Yeah. I And maybe the cop. I think
0: I probably suspected the cop, but I watched it so long ago that I don't really remember right. my... But what, I, ho- I oh. do remember being... Which cop? God damn it. <laughs> I remember being the girl like affected <laughs> okay, by the twists you. at Olivia's Murder cuz just like that that is so, that is so effective when right. he's in the other closet. Yeah,
2: when he he's also he's the one who's tied up and then he well, yeah. she Kirby. saves him. And then he stabs her immediately. Yeah, that, that
0: is my that, favorite That movie. twist is also, I remember being shocked at that twist, and then I remember being shocked at Emma Roberts' reveal. So, like, right. all of the parts where I was supposed to be surprised were very effective in my first watch. Yeah. Sorry, Molly
4: has something to say. No, I no, just no, want to plug I, in. My thing is different, so everybody talk about what you're saying now. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. The Culkin. Remember. How many Culkins are Culkin around, huh? I think there's technically four of them, but so I think only like, three are famous.
1: Rory Culkin Culkin stabbing Kirby is my favorite part of this entire movie.
2: Oh fuck, man! Devastating. I
1: I think it's because I have such a distinct, like muscle memory, like. Reaction from watching it in theaters, just being like, (gasps) and like looking at my friends because I I did not
0: see it coming when I first watched it. I honestly feel like watching this, and I'm trying to put myself back in like, I haven't seen this before, but like, I feel like you're much more betrayed by Kirby than you are by Emma. I know I just went from character name to
1: wait, not Kirby, (laughs) Joe.
0: Colkin. Hurt. I'm gonna go back. So you're more betrayed, Charlie. Charlie, <laughs> that's his it, name. Charlie, like, watching it, you're way more Charlie hurt, Colkin hurt by finding out that the Colkin is bad. Right, than you are by finding out because that Emma Roberts is the killer. It's because you're you're more connected. You're like, how could he do you this You had been like shipping right. them the whole movie, yeah, and you're with, like, they finally are gonna Emma, get together. You're like, oh, fucking course, I'm as a
4: psychopath. So um, Emma Roberts, this is just we just knew. Of, yeah, yeah. Come on. It's Emma. Obviously, everyone knows that Adam Brody and his weird band uh, are the killer, and that they did some weird satanic ritual <laughs> that involved killing all of these people in they order to get famous. They killed Emma Roberts, famous.
1: made her a serial killer, because yeah. she got she's possessed a by a demon, and now she's a succubus. We all know that's
0: what happened. Okay, there was the goes. Oh, obviously. Was big fire. move on from there. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wait, wrong movie? I'm sorry.
2: So... My deal is the scene before that is great because it's cute to watch it the is, yeah. love story between Kirby and the Charlie, c- the Charlie. <laughs>
4: the <laughs> we Culkin. keep wanting to say the Culkin. <laughs> well,
2: but like where. We talked about this watching it. It's like everyone leaves the room and it's just the two of them. And she like slowly gets closer to him. Oh, man. Until she's like, hey, High school
1: me is living.
2: We're the only ones here. How about we fuck? <laughs> and and then he like there's the whole killer and like killer kidnaps the Culkin Charlie And Charlie um, gets tied up.
0: Although, watching it a second time, it's very clear that he's not actually injured and that's someone else's blood on him. Yeah. It is very obvious, like, watching it a second time. But when you're watching it, you're like... you, You don't... They do a very good job of, like, you don't trust him. Yeah. But you also, like, don't necessarily believe him either it's like yeah. this part where you're like oh he probably isn't the killer but you're also like but i don't trust him enough to let him i in. think
2: it's like knowing the context of the oh uh, the original they're we're shipping them now because yeah. like right. we want them to but now we don't trust boyfriends because and we're then, thinking about the then and then like she saves him and you're, it's a relief it's like it's, uh, it's a
1: big moment like she she beats the a quiz relief.
2: and then bang she gets murdered and it's it's great it's such a well done
1: like him just reveal. pulling the knife out from a like below him and just stabbing her is just such a smooth way to do it and like you're you go from being at such a high to such a low so like you're not ready yeah, you're for like, it
0: because for the very first time in the series asterix because i don't actually know <laughs> right like they beat the killer and yeah. all from what you're watching, they beat the killer. Yeah, the killer is silent for the very first time, and right, she goes out safely, presumably, and then that that betrayal, hurt, like it just stings so much more than the, than other ones. Yeah,
1: and also because it's Kirby and she's hot, so you're really sad. Okay, I know we all
0: yeah. we all are upset that Kirby got died, that.
4: and her name is Kirby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
4: big gay energy. So, this movie has a film club where a lot of people are very aware of, like, horror movies and films and tropes and all of that. And I think it's cool. And I think that scene transitions nicely into the Stabathon scene where they're watching all of the Stab movies as part of a movie marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I just... I find that to be a very realistic part of the movie where these teens are just really into cinema. Yeah. I
1: would have killed for a film club in high school. Yeah. Uh, it, it,
2: it does work. Like, uh, having a sabbathon is a great idea. <laughs> um, watching like an entire franchise all the way through and like doing like drinking games and stuff. That's, that's, especially ho- an awesome idea. Like definitely something I'd want to do like over the, yeah. Especially for for teens
1: in the town where it's based off of, that is entirely something teenagers would do entirely. Right. I know
4: a group of, there's a local legend about somebody who went missing at a bar. And I know a group of people who went to that bar, like on the night that he went missing. <laughs> right. At the time. And like went up the escalator, like at the time, Molly, you like, do know, you know a group? Yeah, I know a group of people who did this, <laughs> and um, so there is like definitely that element of like a cult following of these horrible things that have happened in a town.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. But, I just think that if that happened in my town, I would like, have done it. While recreating it, it's like you have to be like have the sense of awareness of like, well, this would be a great time to to recreate the murder, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, let's. Let's rewatch all these movies that are about a real story. Also, in the back of your mind, being like,
2: "It would be fucked up to do it like while there's like a murder." Um, Why are these serial parents letting the them out? Yeah, I I feel like if if there were actual murders being committed, which at this then point there were, you got to have canceled it. Like, there's no way, like.
1: Those two nerds, their parents
0: would not have let them leave the house. I would no. not
2: have done it. Like, it's a fun idea, but it's definitely not something you do when there's an actual tragedy happening. And I
0: can't imagine, like, let's... I don't know. Like, like, if the, Like, if there was... Like, if my hometown, the one I grew up in, if there was, like, a string of murders that happened years yeah. ago, and then there were movies about those murders... I can't imagine a world in which I'm watching those movies on the anniversary in a big party. Right.
4: There was also that moment where they find out that two people's classmates died and the guy who's the streamer goes, what's your favorite scary movie? Like right after that's announced. That's horrible. Gross. Yeah.
1: (sighs) (laughs) I just think that there's definitely... um, So one thing I wanted to bring up was... uh, I just like Terisha's sigh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so I think that this movie is a great... I think this is the best out of the series of representing... Well, two of them aren't really about teens, but, like, I think this is the best one that represents... Honestly, best one of the best horror movies that represents teen as teens as a whole, in the sense of their... They're kind of fucked up, but they're also, like, their motivations are what they are. You know what I mean? I think... I see my teen self most in this movie out of most movies.
2: Right. Because you were a teen during this time.
1: And I, I think that... <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> the biggest like, well, duh, face right now. What a great, I astute
1: acted,
0: observation, Harisha. I
1: acted a lot like the teens in this movie. And I feel like a lot of times, even with movies of this time, the teens represented aren't necessarily how teens act. Yeah. And this is like, I was a lot like this in high school. That being said, I lost my point.
0: (laughs) I also got distracted because I just saw the copy of 22 Jump Street on your bookshelf. Uh, (laughs) We Um, only have the second one, not the first one. I don't know what happened. I had the first one. It disappeared. Um, (laughs) That's that's all you need. The the second one's better than the first.
1: But I think what I was going to say is, um, one, the live streaming aspect. I think that's probably the case for some rare cases of teens, but not really anything where I'm from. But also... Once again, I think that parents would have wrangled them a little bit more.
2: Yeah. But the sick
1: fascination thing, I think me and some of my friends probably would have been like that. Okay. Sorry. To come to the defense of the teens in this movie. I mean,
0: it's fine.
2: Yeah. No,
1: Maisie, stop it.
2: I, I mean, love you. It's fine. Like, you don't have empathy as a teen. It's whatever.
4: All um, teenagers are sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a... Mm, shouldn't say that
2: (laughs) Um, so uh, Harish's
4: statement was much more correct
2: in terms of like uh, brain development you generally gain better empathy in your like once your brain is fully developed than when you are I have a 12 year
1: old (laughs) sister she scares the fuck out of me yeah
2: teens don't have empathy anyway did
1: she for real get her nose pierced I don't know, and I haven't gotten to the bottom of that. But her Snapchat
4: startles me on the daily. <laughs>
2: um, uh, if I could go
4: back and punch my younger self in the face. I would. What I are uh, that got me here? Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Do you guys have um? Just qu-
1: sorry, the cat and the dog are fighting.
2: Okay, um, but. <laughs> Very quickly, like, uh, uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is the future <laughs> of Scream past this movie. But, yeah. like, before that, do you guys have anything about this movie that you want to bring up? Because, like, we really haven't really talked about it that much. And we've gone on
4: a lot of tangents
2: on, like, specific things, but.
4: Yeah, nothing about the whole. Do you know? Okay, I have one thing.
1: So, you know how we complained with Scream 3 that it wasn't really about Sydney? Yes. This is also kind of the case. This one's not really about Sydney. But it's, it's like, not really about Sydney in the way that it should be not yes. really about Sydney. Because it's more right. handling, like... <laughs> Oop!
0: Oh! <laughs> Opa.
2: Our fucking pets are fighting so hard and I can't figure out what's going on here. Um... <laughs> But it's not about Sydney. It's not
1: okay, because, but one, Sydney's in the movie more yeah, than three. It, but also like amazing. Sydney, you see a lot more of Sydney dealing with like that she brought this on quote in this one, I think. And it's also like the killer's motivation is in a direct response of being overshadowed by Sydney, which is kind of the thing the thing in three, but it's like a whole different stupid backstory thing. Right. Whereas this one's it's a direct response of she got famous. And the idea of going viral and being famous was so relevant. As, like it's when the, it
0: it's it's so inspiration. Yeah,
1: and like when this came so out and even, the word inspiration. even still now it's so relevant. So I think it hits different, even though it's not quite about Sydney anymore, like it's it's just a different way of doing it than three I, did. Yeah.
2: So I think the difference between three and four, both of them have less of Sydney Prescott storyline where like nobody
1: killed has anything to do with Sydney in this movie.
2: The difference is like 3 is all about Sydney Prescott's history and um all the killings are happening because of the history of Sydney Prescott. Um whereas this one acts as a reboot and it's about the legacy of sydney prescott it's it's, it's, it's like
0: about like rewriting the story or at least like forgetting yeah it's just like changing well the, moving on from her yeah
1: it's about it's about
2: so scream three is about sydney's mom had history that is affecting sydney whereas this movie is about sydney herself is now an icon um and, like, like, most reboots are a reaction to the, the fact that the original um, source material that they came from have become iconic. Like, all of, like, the reason that um, Hollywood Studios only uh, like to uh, greenlight remakes is because there is an established brand. Mm-hmm. There is, like, Freddy Krueger is a thing that we all know and love. Uh, same with Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. All of those are established, um, I uh, concepts that have a legacy now that we can capitalize on and make money from. And the same thing happens here. It's now. It's not about like the fallout from Sydney's mom. Um, it's more about Sydney Prescott herself is an icon, and now having seen what happened to sydney prescott we can now capitalize on the fact that sydney has some trauma right. and so um we can recreate that trauma to make our own uh make our own thing that will get <laughs> it's it's basically um emma roberts's character jill has the same attitude as hollywood movies but the difference is that Hollywood is focused on making money, whereas Jill yeah, is focused be on becoming famous from having trauma mm-hmm. uh so the yeah, quote
4: that she says like really sums that up like you don't have to do anything to be famous, you just have to have fucked up shit happen to you, right, which is a terrible take yeah it's
2: it's it's a very sociopathic
4: yeah, absolutely
2: thing to bring up, but um.
4: I will say of the th- other sequels in this movie, this one feels most like the original. Yeah. Though it has that For sure, like, yeah. heart
0: to it. Well, cause it's also A really copycatting route. the yeah. original.
2: Yeah. It's, it's also like the, the only other one that is in Woodsboro mm-hmm. and it also like follows the pattern of the original kind of um, in whenever it can, but it, it, I agree with you um, because it's more of a, like, it's a smaller story mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, in a lot of um, sequels, the focus is more on making the story bigger and going, like, you go from Woodsboro High School to college to Hollywood. And, and then you go to this movie where it's back to we're just in high school in woodsboro again so it's like more of a like contained like a smaller story that feels more um <laughs> uh i don't know how to describe it but it's, it's 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 more like self-contained like smaller what is it that which the feels more familiar to us than like trying to expand and make it a bigger story you know The what agent
1: I mean? says like no, the I thought this homecoming stop or whatever Would be a bust or something But like yeah. you know like fuck me sideways It's great and that's basically what the movie is It's like right. oh this is the small little homecoming Stop and it's like a big Thing
4: we have not talked at all how Allison Brie is in this movie <laughs> Yeah <laughs> There she what? is Brie. <laughs> oh my This is like at the height of community Yeah This is the first thing I ever watched
1: her in and i hated her sorry to bring it like but like i'm saying like you wouldn't think that coming back to the home would work very like well because it's making it small again but that's why i think that's why it's so good because like it made it small again yeah yeah Yeah.
2: i think it works from going back to the roots to a it's a small storyline involving like a set uh, group of characters that have stuff happening to them.
4: There's also this moment in the movie mm-hmm. where um, Gail is at the Stabathon party, which is a great callback to when she's at the party in the first movie. Yeah. And she calls Dewey and she says something about it meta. being so meta for the ghostface killer to kill somebody at the Stabathon party. Right. She
2: and says, how meta can you get? And then Dewey's Dewey response how a can you
4: get? And they like make a point to talk about what meta means in this fourth movie. Right. When and neither Scream,
2: of them know what meta means.
4: When Scream as a whole has been like the most meta horror film yeah. franchise. S-
2: from the outset. Yeah.
4: Which I thought was a really cool thing to include.
2: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's funny.
4: <laughs> I don't have a whole lot else new to talk about. I know I'll have stuff for Morning After. Because right. we did just talk about a lot of very specific things. Yeah. So, do we want to go into segments, or do we want to? Um, we have any other points?
2: I had before we go into segments. Let's talk about the future of Scream. So yeah, there shouldn't be one. Um, well, when this um, came out, if Scream Four performed well, then they already w- had planned to do Scream Five and Six. Um, but it underperformed, and then Wes Craven, of course, died in. 2015 rest in peace but um now they are trying to reboot the franchise um it was announced that spyglass media group would um produce scream 5 and um in december of 2019 they announced that it'll feature um it'll feature a a mostly new cast with possible appearances of the original cast um oh. which sucks. But uh another thing that I wanted to mention is that Neve Campbell has been doubtful about sequels to Scream Four, but David Arquette has said that he he would like at least a Scream Five so that they can pay tribute to Wes Craven. Um but yeah, that's what they've said. Uh so like what do you guys think um so two questions first of all if if Wes Craven were still alive and you were tasked with remaking or making Scream 5 with Wes Craven what would your attitude be and then the other aspect is like without Wes Craven what would your attitude be on Scream 5.
3: I think
1: if I had Wes Craven, then I'd be like, fine, let's do it. Yeah. Like, let them yeah. go I for need it.
0: The, you need his blessing.
2: Would you do just a direct sequel to Scream 4?
4: Um, I think if I would try and do what a lot of horror movies are leaning towards today, like in like the mid-slash-late 10s, tw- uh, yeah, going to the 20s, which is making something very psychological. Right. Where like there's also that slasher element. And uh-huh. I feel like that's a really let's, kind of interesting. Let's bring Ari Aster on. Let's uh, like, let's, let's if let if Ari do a pass. Aster did Scream Five, you know what? I honestly would probably be a little bit into that. <laughs> no, but like in genuine seriousness, I feel like that could be a cool kind of take on a like Scream movie, right? But at look- the same time, I also hate that sentence because psychological slashers and just like plain classic slashers are very different imo
1: at this point in the series following like classic slasher stuff well not necessarily the classic stuff but like following a fun shocker trope this point would be whenever sydney became the killer you know what i mean like that's where that's where like i feel like a lot of people would go i wouldn't personally want it to go that way but I, i feel like that's like where like a big turn would be um but i think that if Wes craven was involved obviously kevin williamson bring him in get that sh- shit going i'd be fine with that but the fact that wes craven's not here like who the fuck's gonna direct it you know like it just feels wrong
4: there's i don't know there's another wes that i think could do a pretty cool horror movie that uh-huh. i'd like to see like it would look really pretty <laughs> wes anderson <laughs> She'd look really pretty but um
1: i also think that I, you mentioned that they had a treatment where like the endings was different and Kevin was really pissed that they changed the ending. Yeah. So I think that changes it up. Like they had something planned and then it went away. So then it's like, where are they going to go? Like he had a setup. Right. And they erased it.
0: So. Lauren? Sorry, I was watching the cat. <laughs> the cat's playing with some foil. I know, it's very entertaining. Um, well, something I wanted to just kind of quickly touch on with Molly's point is the difference between a classic slasher and a psycho- psychological uh, slasher slash thriller? Because right. I feel like Scream. I mean, at the beginning of slashers, we didn't really have a any kind of psychological point to it. I mean, there were, but not to an ex. Like it kind of like with Halloween, there wasn't. Too much of a psychological element to it because it was like a stranger essentially. You right. don't really know why, who this guy is, what's yeah. happening. But like <laughs> Maisie agrees. So with <laughs> Scream especially, there is like this added psychological element of like you know who the killer is. You just you you know them at, on a personal level, all things considered. They know who you are at least. Right, and I, I feel like that does add a whole other element to it. Besides, like this is just a random person, kind of like Black Christmas. This is just a random person that right. lives in, that's in your house for yeah. some reason, killing random, killing whoever's in the house. It's like no, this is a very targeted attack. This and is I,
2: someone you know and who's adds, killing you. Yes, and yeah. it
0: adds a psychological element to it. It's not necessarily. I mean, this is a slasher film. It's not a psychological thriller right. by definition, but. Just for the fact that you know, it's pretty established early on that whoever the killer is, they know a lot about your life, and that adds a lot to it. Right. But I'm gonna leave a space for a retort. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No. Okay. I got so, said way
4: too much smart stuff from no, to process. I right I,
2: I agree with you. Like, the killer in these is always uh, someone close to the victim yeah. who like knows. And that's what
0: that's what makes it going scarier. On. Yeah. Well, but also not. But also, it does, and I, it's it's right. a weird. It it I, depends. It's right. who you are. Are you so? Do you are you more fearful of the person in your attic that you don't know, or your boyfriend who's secretly killing all of your friends?
2: Yeah yeah that's they're both scary i mean that's something kind of that they brought up in the original scream yeah uh in the original scream kevin williamson um the writer couldn't decide whether he wanted them to have no motive or have a motive and he couldn't figure out what would be scarier so he just went with both so like um with uh, loose billy motive. yeah billy has a motive his like mom left him and he like and also like Sydney's mom is dead and so like she is not as loving to him as he- she should be or whatever um so Billy has a motive but Stu on the other hand None. is just going in with peer pressure he has no motive um so yeah, so
0: which one are you more afraid of so I'm yeah very sensitive and, and and there's there's a lot of of you know pros and cons to both right they're both scary scary in different ways (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, because the person with because with a person with a motive if you're not their motive then i mean you're fine yeah but what if you are their motive right and then the other one no one's safe
2: yeah that was something that um we're we're gonna cover the scream tv series on our bonus episode but um something that we talked about uh, or like me and Samantha were thinking about with the Screams TV series is there's a lot of just playing with the victim for no reason like
1: yeah oh
0: my god a ridiculous And amount. I don't think that's in the movies as, nearly as not much not as much yeah and there's a little that, bit that of it and that kind but of goes into the whole you need it to last an entire series rather than yeah. an hour and a half
2: yeah but it's, it's weird because it's like if your if your goal is to kill this person, why are you playing with them? <laughs> um, and if your goal is not to kill this person, why are you killing all these other people? Right. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, so that's a weird dichotomy. But also... Um, my thoughts on the Scream phenomenon is that Scream can turn into um a comment on scream is very um very much a reaction to uh just the tropes of other horror movies so like the original yeah. scream is a reaction to the general franchise slashers and their tropes um and then the movies that follow scream 2 and scream 3 are not as good as scream but they are still a reaction to the phenomenon of slasher sequels and slasher trilogies. Um, and then Scream 4 is a reaction to the reboots. And I think the phenomenon of, of Scream like lends itself to being able to uh, be remade in whatever format that it needs to be to uh fit the modern uh tropes, you know. Like so like I think like if you wanted to make a Scream Five today, this current moment, you could be satirizing the tropes of like the twenty fifteens through the twenty twenties.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So I it it, it about that. is ever evolving and Yeah. Yeah. And
2: and the thing with Scream is that it's always the killer is a fan of movies every time. And that's the (sighs) most important part of scream to me is that the killer, So you
0: pick a set of movies that in, I mean, that's just, that's the formula,
2: right? You're, you're following a formula because you're influenced by film. And so like that to me, like, I mean, it does suck that we, we, we can't have Wes Craven come back. But I think like we can still like make more scream movies, um, that are still, re- um, um, a reaction to the new movies that come out. So like, it's always like the killer. As long as the killer can watch movies, screams can continue.
4: <laughs> huh. Is my attitude? That's an interesting take.
0: Yeah.
2: So uh, I think
0: we we aren't. I mean. Back to Molly's point, we are in, in like this new wave of there is like a heightened, uh, no, I don't know, heightened not the right word, but there's an extensive amount of more. We're leaning towards more psychological thrillers.
1: Now is the time where the mommy issues should have came in. Yes, right. Right. this is the moment.
4: But it's also the one where like every time the main protagonist survives, it's really yeah. like yeah. cruel. Yeah, and also the deaths don't really tally up till the end. Yeah, Yo, it's yeah, it's interesting. This Shit, is, I want to think about the rules of new horror. Movies so n-
0: yeah, so if you, I feel like that is the that's what the key mean? of a good scream movie is what is what is happening right now that would be the most relevant to make fun of. Right, kill your boyfriend exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like, and that's why the original Scream is so. I, I don't know the original Scream is so good obviously yeah. because mm-hmm. it's taking like. The boyfriend is so obviously the killer that you start in your head because you know what the trope is. You know that the boyfriend's going to be the killer. But because you know that, you're like, oh, they're probably subverting this. I bet it's not the killer. And then you keep going back and forth. And they exonerate him pretty, pretty close into the movie he wasn't
2: uh he couldn't have made that he couldn't have made it because he was in the police yeah Yeah, he
0: was in the police station blah 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 yeah so like they play with like what what the audience is thinking they're like hyper aware of that right and i i that you need that in a in in a scream yeah i don't know where i was going with that point but whatever (laughs) right I'm also still invested in what the cat's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's got so, work to do. He got um, he got the rug out. He pulls the rug
1: from under the t- under the. Uh, but he's d- looking
0: for his foil ball, and he has not got. He's not going to get
1: it, but he's going to pull the rest of the rug out. <laughs> there he goes.
0: Okay, cut that.
1: Should yeah, we go into? I think it's segment
0: either. time, baby. Segment. We've been we've been talking for a minute.
2: Yeah, we've been talking for a while I'm sorry, I feel like <laughs>
0: this is common whenever I <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh no, it's it's common whenever we record a podcast uh, but, go on So, what's our segments? The first one, uh, what would, what
1: you, would you, do? you do? Molly?
4: What would what you, would you do, <sighs> do if it were you in this movie? Sorry, I got caught up looking at Florence Pugh's Instagram <laughs>
0: That's fair Um, I was I- caught up looking at Zach I'm have No, I'm just kidding. Have- no, oh, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> May have- it be known that my phone is not in my hand.
1: <laughs> I have comments for what would you do?
2: What would you do, Samantha?
1: I would. Okay, so
2: I'm the Colkin. You <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had to get that one in. I don't know. That's a Colkin. That is That's a Colkin. <laughs> you know a Colkin when you see one. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm kirby so makes sense um i said this while we were watching the movie and stuff i kirby is like literally like who if i wasn't exactly her in high school which i don't think i was but like i wanted to be her Her. like that is exactly like who i was like the aura i was like striving to have yeah and like oh my god her interest in charlie
3: it's very on point <laughs> Very on point for me
1: So yeah like And like also the obsession with horror movies Obviously I developed into that um, Specifically I was obsessed with Scream When this came out um, So yeah I def- Definitely Kirby And I want that haircut so bad
4: <laughs> I have big Kirby Chaos but I'm not cool enough to be Kirby So I'm definitely not I know that about <laughs> myself Man oh I don't, I don't know. You don't know. Maybe you know what I would have said if you asked me this a while ago. I would say maybe the insensitive streamer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I feel like me at my worst is I'm that guy, like posting right. too much online and I'm not the most empathetic person. But I also don't know if that's accurate because sometimes, a lot of the time, I think I do have empathy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Can I think about it for a minute? Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. I said while we were watching it that I was definitely the streamer, but just just in that one scene, mainly when he was like clearly like the third wheel in the situation, I always find myself to be a third wheel. <laughs> so that in that sense, I was very relatable to that character. Um, but in general, I feel like I related more to, to Randy in the original than I do to any of these characters. Oh, yeah. But... Right. And now that I'm thinking about it more, I think I, I, I think I relate a lot to Olivia, just because Olivia. Okay. she doesn't have a whole lot of character to her. But I, especially when I like don't like a friend's boyfriend, I'm very open about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very honest, <laughs> and I feel like that is a character trait that Olivia portrays very. <laughs> Like her, that's her like most defined character trait is like does not like boyfriend right. of her friend, and uh, if that's if if that's a character trait for me, it's very consistent. So, I will not hide my feelings.
4: You know what? Fuck it. I'm the Colkin. Oh, <laughs> especially in I'm high so school, proud of we you. had two culkins I was in addicted here. to cinema, and I also really, really was into this girl.
3: Right,
4: but she was straight and i am not (laughs) but going along with the trope rules i guess i'd survive yeah just based
0: on their stupid rules you know yeah if you're Um, gay
2: you survive i guess
0: hell yeah but the but the the streamer guy says that he's gay and he still dies oh is he lying yeah yeah. i don't think he was lying lying. yeah that was like
1: a last ditch effort thing
0: yeah.
2: Um I I definitely would be a combination between the Coken and the streamer guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like. in high school, I think like now I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm still like a combination of the Kieran and the Culkin <laughs> The <and> The, <laughs> the Coken <Culkin. laughs> <laughs> and the streamer guy, you know.
4: Coken and the streamer. Yeah That's a good name That's for a, a great band. Oh yeah that, that was just about to say
2: <laughs> but Kirby
4: and Culkin Yeah
2: Oof. I'm definitely The nerd archetype <laughs> mm-hmm. So Yeah
0: I
4: relate to that I want to be Kirby so bad Maybe I one wish day I, I was Kirby
0: I'm not I know who I am <laughs> Actually, I'm not the Kirby I don't know
4: if I want to be Kirby I just wish That like In high school You know Kirby would have been My date to the prom Yeah. She's got that, like, sick, like, and I was saying this earlier, she's got that, like, androgyny thing going on. Right. You love to see it. Yeah.
1: I love her so much. A whole blazer
4: with, like, short hair. Dude, blazers
1: were. I had a blazer, and I think it's partially because of this movie. Like, I I have pictures of me with a blazer that I wore just casually.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And I loved
1: that blazer.
4: Right. (laughs) All right. So. Moving Um, on.
2: So who's the award for this? It's a Jared. One? It's a Jared. a Jared. This is
4: a Jared Padalecki acting award for excellence in acting. It's a movie we Hayden. give to movies that are good that also have good actors. Hayden. Hayden.
2: Hayden Panettiere. I was
4: going to say Hayden I, Panettiere. I think I'm going to
1: give it to Hayden Panettiere. Right, that's a unanimous decision. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel bad because... I like
2: Emma Roberts. She
1: d- well, she does what Emma Roberts <laughs> does. does. Yeah. yeah. I
4: feel bad because we haven't given Neve Campbell a single one in this entire series. She's the backbone of the franchise and I think she acts the shit out of every single one of them. The only reason I was hesitant to give it... Because I think she gets the overall. So if we could count Scream as a franchise for the Scream Franchise the acting award for excellence in acting in a scream franchise. It's Neve Campbell, but for each individual movie, I, I, I have know. kind I of think hesitated. I'd Give it to
0: Dewey. <laughs> no, <laughs> he makes choices.
2: Yeah, it's weird because like all three of the main ones are very good: Dewey, Courtney Cox, and. Neve Campbell.
3: <laughs> Not even David Arquette. <laughs> <Dewey>? <laughs>
0: That's how good he is the, as his character. Exactly. The Dewey character is so far removed from David Arquette. I don't even know what
2: else David Arquette is in. <laughs> he
4: was in this movie called... Um,
0: it doesn't matter. He's
4: in this new movie that just, Quinn just saw at Sundance. Yeah, I it saw It doesn't matter.
0: Because um, the Dewey character is so separate from him as a person that he just... It just the choices, right? The choices. <laughs> yeah, I think it works.
1: Um, <laughs> sorry, I just like aggressively attacked Molly with my foot. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, but anyways, back to this movie specifically. Hayden Panettiere, yeah, great, love her. Every second I get with her is phenomenal. Yeah,
0: yeah, she
4: actually. Maybe a it's just it. because. I have a more. crush on her. I don't know. <laughs> Who can never be sure? I will say my big franchise winner is Neve Campbell for a reason as I stated before. I tried to pick a character that wasn't her in all the other movies just because I knew kind of at the end that she's like the mainstay, like best for me. Right. This movie I will say Hand and Panatei and is great.
2: Uh so uh villain ranking?
4: Yeah. How hmm. Are we doing I Well I've only one seen ready. one in
0: four. So one in four. All right. uh, I'll I'll close my ears if you guys are.
4: Well, they're second. We can just say from season. We can just say Ghostface season.
1: Yeah. So. Cool. Jill and Charlie (laughs) are second to Bill and Stu on my list. That's what I'll say. They got second place. I think that they're a fun little shock. Um, Definitely, at least the Charlie twist really got me, I remember, in theaters uh, the first time I watched it. And I think the motivation is the best motivation so far. That's not the original.
2: Yeah.
4: I agree. That's my second as well.
2: I'm gonna put him second just because I wish that uh because I like Matthew Lillard and I want Stew to be more of More a Stew. So I would want more stew, so uh that's the only reason that I put them second. But I do like really like these two as killers. Especially um, Emma Roberts' character, who's like trying to be the victim and the killer at the same time. Yeah, I think that's, that's just complex. That's a really like cool motivation to have. But yeah, so I'd put her at second anyway. Yeah,
0: I'm just still in some, so much more heartbroken at the Colkins reveal than Oh Emma's yeah, reveal
2: for sure. Yeah.
0: They're both effective, but that one is just so much more... because we're all in love with Kirby. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Exactly. We don't want Kirby to get hurt. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) wants Kirby to get hurt. Yeah. Emotionally or physically, (laughs) we want to protect her at all costs. I mean, mine's... I mean, no one can beat Stu and Billy. Yeah. In the Scream franchise. For sure. And then this one's second. I don't don't know the other two, so... Now I just
1: want to watch Scream again. (laughs) Oh, yeah oh i
0: this is maybe not the best time to bring it up but it's fine but i watched a video that was like things that you probably didn't notice about the scream franchise and one of them was that um billy actually knew more horror movie trivia than randy oh really really that was what was kind of like proposed like as a like hidden thing because he knows the trivia enough to like give the trivia to Drew Barrymore, which right. by the way, I was also obsessed with her
3: <laughs> Yeah. when I was growing up. Not yeah. in the same
0: way, I just loved her. Yeah. But um And then because he quotes, he he reinforces that by like quoting Anthony Perkins obviously in Psycho right. and other things and he he knows the tropes enough to kind of formulate his plan. But, um, cause we're kind of proposed the whole time that Randy is the most knowledgeable, but secretly Billy knows a lot about horror movies that he's just not outwardly talking oh, about all the time. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, obviously, but yeah. So that was just like a fun thing that was like, you could read it that way that he knows a lot more than Randy. He's just being more right. quiet about it.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely see that I I don't know if I agree that he knows More than Randy but I definitely do Agree that he definitely is a fan He's not he's not the jock character. He's definitely like more Of a horror fan than a Traditional jock um, Archetype would be Um, Yeah So yeah I agree with that Uh, So uh, Rating What are we rating this movie out (laughs) of
0: Webcams? I was gonna say out of Kirby's. Out of Kirby's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Out of apps on your phone. Yeah,
0: voice changing apps. Yeah. Out of stabathons. Stab movies.
2: Uh, I don't know. Webcams probably most.
0: But like, wait, can we do specifically webcam? Eyeglasses, or whatever he was, webcam head, head, head ca- whatever the fuck that that contraption Bluetooth
2: was. Like was Bluetooth, the webcams you have, just Bluetooth,
0: Bluetooth on webcam headsets. <laughs> <laughs> we
4: ghost face masks. Yeah, we haven't done that. We haven't
2: done that. Yeah, we can.
4: Just to cap off the series.
2: Sure, let's sure let's do uh, ghost face masks then for the end of ghost the series. Ghost Faces. Out of 10 Ghost Faces, uh, what would you rate this movie out of?
1: I give it an 8. It's good.
2: 8. Okay.
1: It gets a 9 for me. It's my second favorite. It's super, super entertaining. I don't think it's quite as perfect as the first one. Um, but, like, I don't even have to think twice if I'm ranking the movies. Like, this one, hands down, gets the second spot for me. Right. So, a 9.
2: I think it's... Um, i'll I'll give it an eight as well it's it's not as good as the first one it's but it is better than the other two i agree it's the second best movie in the series um although i do we didn't talk about it but the there's some weird color grading <laughs> yeah, slash it's, it's con- hard to watch. contrast issues why is this like
0: there's
2: like a filter yeah extra shine to it yeah it's like very bright for some reason just like this movie is very bright and there's a lot of like very like glare i don't know what i don't uh, i don't know the correct terms to describe it because i've never taken like a film it's like yeah it's like overexposed because like everything's very bright and like I don't know. It's just too bright. Our too friend bright. Sidney Lawson would hate
4: this. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not.
2: It's. And I don't know if it's just specifically this movie or just the era of the time. Cause like, I feel like a lot of other movies around the time this movie came out had a similar like issue with that contrast. Well, those
4: really like weird filtered bright rom-coms have the yeah, same. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird, but like when you watch this movie, it definitely has a very different look to the other 3 even though the cinematographer is the same as um 2 and 3, which is um weird and that turns me off. But other than that, the plot is cool and it's definitely the second best of the series so I'll put it at an 8 out of 10 ghost faces
0: yeah I was going to go 8 out of 10 as well it's really good it's fun but yeah the original is just so good yeah yeah
2: cool (laughs) Uh, so recommendations based on this movie what would you recommend
1: obviously all the screams
2: All the the screens.
1: Friday the 13th reboot from 2009.
2: Uh, Yeah. And I'd throw on Halloween 2018. That's. I still haven't seen
0: that. I need to.
2: It's good. good. Yeah. That's a
0: great recommendation for this movie. Have you seen the
2: original Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Then.
0: You know I've taken tests and wrote essays (laughs) on that one as well. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I want to recommend another Adam Brody movie that. I think about all the time is um, why did I? As soon as I went to say it, it went away from my mind.
2: Oh God!
0: What? I don't even want help because I'm gonna be so mad. It just came out. It just came out. Oh, ready or not? Uh, Yes, thank you. Ready Uh, or not? Ready or not? Yes,
2: so good. It's like my favorite
0: movie. Yes. That's come out recently. Maybe all great. of 2019. It might be my favorite movie.
4: Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ew. Because it draws in that like cult classic kind of thing where people are very invested in the theater experience of that movie.
0: And you recommended it for the first one, but also Cabin in the Woods. It's very... Same vibe. Right. And... uh,
2: uh I'd throw in Evil Dead. The remake is kind of... I get, yeah, I guess it is a remake more than a reboot, but Evil Dead, it's more of a gritty reboot. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Also, uh, another Adam Brody movie, Jennifer's Body, just because Adam Brody's The Connection, no <laughs> other fucking reason.
2: Right. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. Trying to I mean, if we're talking about great sequels than 22 jump street
2: <laughs> 22 jump street completely
0: unrelated <laughs>
2: absolutely <laughs> cloudy with a chance of
4: meatballs <laughs> oh my god cloudy with a chance of meatballs too is better than the original i could talk about really? this for hours really? yes
0: i've seen both but i don't know if i agree the with
4: original's that. awesome like, I think it's a 10 out of 10 movie. I just think a Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 is an 11 out of 10. Wow. I, like, Why you, you don't even know it? what you just unlocked. Oh. Like, I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs for, as a franchise. No. So fucking much. I
2: love the first one.
4: Yes. Yeah, I, I like just the,
2: don't believe that the second one. I can saw be the better. second
0: one and Have I was you like, seen like, that's it? fine. No,
2: I haven't.
1: It's written by my boys. It's so cute. It's
2: written by your boys, but it's not written by the original writer. I know, which but the better. second one's written
4: by my boys. <laughs> Harish, it's so cute. It's so so oh, so so cute. I saw it in theaters.
0: I saw both I saw of them in, in high theaters. Theater.
4: That was that's what I was seeing in high school. I went to fucking Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two with my best oh, friend at the don't time. Don't worry.
0: I also saw Cars two in theaters oh, in high school. We've I'm been pretty there. sure. I, well, no, I know for sure. I saw Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two as a peekaboo date, where I didn't. I was not aware that it was a date. <laughs> 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 I love the little marshmallows. Just we don't like need to unpack floating. that. We can we keep moving.
4: <laughs> oh, to be an animated marshmallow in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two.
2: Okay, but is there a part where a bunch of people turn around and are shocked by what's uh, in the sky, and then one of the dudes say pulls off his beard? Isn't that the first as, one? Yeah, that's <laughs> in the first yeah, one. Yeah, but there is a part where somebody and says and he
1: pulls off his
3: beard, there and is he's a part like, "Whoa!"
1: In the second one, where somebody says there's a leak in the boat, and then <laughs> they turn, leak. and there's a literal leak in the boat. Uh, I'm never going down this road path, then The
4: food puns? into the Spider Verse. <laughs> there are literal foodimals. Foodimals. Harish. food molds They're so cute. It's, it's
2: not it's gonna not be as, as funny as, as pulling up a beard as he turn around in her shocked <laughs> by what's in the sky. I bet you can find
4: something a little
0: bit better. Like, I don't know. If you can't? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? Okay, you know They're what? are both good. Can but we I ever a chance it's a of bold, s- <laughs> Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's can a, we it's make a bold stance to yes. say that it's better than the original. I like yeah. it better.
4: It's one of the few and that's just like I like them both so much. They're both perfect movies. I think the remake is just a skosh better for me (sighs) sorry we don't know what just happened there moving on we
0: lost control is there a part where
2: (laughs) where (laughs) anna bears this character puts on her glasses and
4: actually sees her love interest for the first time and is like whoa (laughs) oh oh my gosh i have big flintlock Lockwood energy speaking of anna Ferris,
0: i i think that this constantly <laughs> the best the best joke in all of cinema yeah is in keanu <laughs> when after watching a scene with anna Ferris just the highest of chaotic energies <laughs> and then you don't and then towards the end, it's revealed that she is playing the character on a face. <laughs> <It is, laughs> that reveal is done. It is like the, the perfect timing. It is so good. I think that's cinematic history of just comedic gold. So. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't know how we got here. Nice. Somebody said Cloudy the Chesapeake Balls and...
0: <laughs> we, I blacked we sp- out for we, like five minutes. We spinned out.
2: So, uh, plugs. Uh, you can follow me at Not a Credit Card and everything.
4: You can follow me at Midsummer Queen on Twitter, on Letterboxd at one one yhaines and on Instagram at Molly Frances Haynes.
1: You can get me on Instagram and Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference, and Letterboxd at SamanthaDon13.
0: I'm. <laughs> i'm on twitter at Molla Turnup, m-o-l-i turn up uh i also host a podcast called one star movies uh or one star podcast we are at one star movies on twitter right uh where we just review uh bad movies with one celebrity in them we are very loose on the one celebrity rule <laughs> um with uh quinn wright who's also been on this podcast
2: Right, and Molly...
0: Friend of the pod. Friend of the
2: pod. Molly has been on One Star. Molly's been on One
0: Star. We are still in the works of getting Harish and Sam on. I really don't know what the holdup has been. I mean, been. we all have been on
2: to do the Black Christmas remake.
0: Yeah, technically you were on, but we want to yeah. have have a separate episode with you guys. With Me, Christmas, as the character Molly yeah.
4: Haynes, talked about how much the character Molly Haynes hates Sucker Punch. Right. We, we have had
0: a request to do... Suicide Squad and I cannot do a Suicide Squad episode without Harish, so uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> you can follow the show at tipsy terror, tipsy terror pot at gmail.com if you want to email us, tipsy terror dot com, tipsy terror. R A P, tipsychair dot WTF, dot P U B dot pube. And Ooh. all of those websites just point to uh all of our other places you can find us. And we also have a Patreon where for one dollar a month you can vote in polls to decide one of our episodes per month. And for uh, uh well, you also get um r- movie reviews that I'm doing of the past fifty years in horror. Uh, which is a series. And then for $5 a month, you get bonus episodes. Uh, we do one bonus episode per month. And uh, the our January bonus episode is going to be on the Scream TV series. Um, so that's cool. And um, uh, I think that's it. Our next episode is going to be about Saw. And then we're going to do our Patreon pick. And um, for
4: the saw episode we have very special guest bradford douglas
0: right oh, but fun
2: yeah he's great but uh <laughs> the the reason i wanted to bring up the fact that our next episode is saw is because they talk about saw at the very beginning of this yeah movie
0: it's interesting that they talk about saw and we just didn't even talk about those
2: yeah and they bring Oops. up that uh well, they I guess they're talking about Saw 4 or whatever, but they bring up that there's no character development, which the original Saw very good. Yes. has good character development. So, this movie was a lie.
1: No, they were just talking about the other the sequels. Yeah.
2: I know. <laughs> anyway, uh other than that, uh I don't know, watch movies and that's <laughs> all. Okay, bye. Bye.
1: bye. Adam Brody hug me challenge.